Alright, welcome back to Hope Help Heal. I know it has been just over a week. Although things have been a little hectic and jumbled in my life, that does not mean that I have forgotten about this podcast. Um, I actually have written down a few different um, articles, and I was debating on which one to go through with. And I finally settled on doing this one. Um, It's from Reader's Digest 2015 of Uh, November 2015 and it's titled protect your brain from Alzheimer's Um, this article starts off talking about the doctor who um, actually found Alzheimer's disease like actually officially diagnosed it in their first patient it was an interesting read Um, kind of sad to be honest I did tear up a little bit because Um, It hits close to home for me. While not family by blood, I do consider this one person a family member to me. And having to see this person struggle with their life because of the denial of the disease, as well as continuing their current lifestyles um it it's not it's just it's not a happy thing or a comforting thing to have to deal with especially when you're kind of an outsider in the family and you don't really have a say in how things go so you just kind of have to sit back and experience it and kind of hope for the best um But the reason why I was drawn to the story is because of this um, sort of family member of mine. Um, Just by doing simple tasks, um, you are able to help prevent the onset of um, dementia, which comes along with Alzheimer's, or I I believe it was said to come, it can come along with. But there are things that you can do to help prevent the the formation of or um, just even delay it, giving yourself time to make better changes in your life or or to even just give the scientific community the chance to come up with um, better treatments um, to help rid us of this. So getting into the article itself after its introduction story um, about um, Dr. Alzheimer, uh, or physician, I suppose. But, uh, it said that in the U.S., um, approximately 5.3 million people are, um, said to have Alzheimer's. And if you are not aware of what it is, it is a progressive degenerative disorder in which the brain cells become damaged, causing problems with memory, thinking, speaking, Uh, thinking and speaking skills, as well as changes in behavior. Um, They talk about the plaques and tangles. Um, There are thick fibers called tangles that will wrap around the cell's interiors, crushing their contents. And then there are clumps of smooth plaques that fill the space around the cells and distort their shapes. Those are the two main... um, I don't know, I guess just like the bad guys, um, they're just, they're the main, 
Yeah, we'll just go with that. They're the main bad guys of Alzheimer's. Um, drug or technological treatment are not that good right now. Um, but there's always hope. Um, the science world is always looking for new ways um, to do things, improvements, um, treatments, uh, other ways to just make our world better, healthier, happier, stronger. And so there, there, it's always best to hold out hope for everything. And that is one thing that I do like to hold hope for. Um, like, while there are uh, not really a lot of drug or technological treatments available for Alzheimer's, there is a growing and impressive body of research that shows lifestyle habits that can dramatically reduce your risk. And that is a really awesome thing to think about. Um, this actually came about from um, Finnish and Swedish researchers that um, followed a group of more than a thousand people ages 70 or 60 to 77 who were high risk for developing. And what they did is they changed their habits, including um, nutritious eating, regular exercise, and intellectual pursuits, um, which were said to create a 25% um, better performance on their tests of memory, thinking, and problem solving. And it also helped to delay their dementia diagnosis by two years and reduce prevalence by 25%. So just being able to hold off on some of the kind of scary parts of it, even that alone can help a person out a lot. Um, just trying to keep their mind healthy. They say that your, uh, your brain is a muscle just like any other. If you don't lose it, it'll get flabby, it'll get weak. If you keep working at it, even just a little bit here and there, you can help keep your brain strong and functioning as it's supposed to. Um, in that study, though, they did state that um, if they had started earlier in life, um, their findings may have been even more dramatic than what I just previously stated. So there are habits of people who prevent dementia. Um, if they do them regularly, it's said to help lower the risk of developing cognitive decline. So there are four different things in here and they each have a um, two or three little things underneath them. So the first one is uh, get physical at least three times a week for 15 to 30 minutes. Um, one of the examples that you could do is try to do like a mile a day or you can try dancing. Just, you know, even um, when I was working this one gig this summer, um, I had three hours in between shifts but instead of driving half an hour back home to drive a half an hour back, I stuck around the school. I would walk around. Um, during the month of June, I was doing a squat challenge. It was actually a repeat squat challenge, but, you know, just keeping myself doing things. And um, with my migraines and whatnot, my physical therapist had told me to do certain exercises. So... During my downtime, I took it upon myself to make sure that I was still doing the necessary things to keep my own personal issues um, at bay. 
So then moving on to number two, it was um, eating antioxidant rich and anti-inflammatory foods. Now this is one that I can completely get behind because anti-inflammatory, my mind automatically went to Indian food. Um, so with that, there's a lowered risk um, of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, by as much as 53% um, over nearly five years um, during uh, this testing that they did uh, with the Rush University Medical Center in Chicago. Some of the things that they incorporated into the diet include leafy greens, veggies, nuts, berries, whole grains, fish, poultry, olive oil, and wine. Yes, they even introduced wine. That was ridiculous. But if you, also, um, like another thing you can do is you can severely restrict your red meat, your butter and margarine, um, cheese, sweets, desserts, fried food, and fast food. So pretty much just getting rid of the bad and then uh, pulling in a lot more good. Um, one of the examples that they had was that in a study of 3,718 people ages 65 and older, um, those who consumed more than four of the daily servings of veggies had 40% slower cognitive decline. Um, one of the other little notes that had underneath was to spice things up. Uh, curry and turmeric. Um, it... Uh, curry and turmeric, they both contain uh, curcumin, which helps reduce the risk of Alzheimer's, as well as cancer, arthritis, and depression. So that's four different things right there. It reduces your risk of Alzheimer's. It can help with cancer, arthritis, and depression because it is an anti-inflammatory. And um, that is something that I actually would take as a gel capsule or not a gel capsule, um, but I would take it as a capsule. Um, we have a turmeric curcumin pills, and they work wonders. Um, I used to have hip bursitis, and they had prescribed me meloxicam, and it was fine, but I wanted to try to get off of prescription drugs. So, um, with the help of my boyfriend, I actually got into more natural, uh, more natural routes, and um, another way that we helped with that was to introduce my uh, my uh, palate to Indian food. It was not fun, I will tell you that. I am one of the worst Hispanics ever. Um, I guess I used to love just chowing down on chips and salsa all the time. It doesn't matter how hot it was. Um, my tongue has gotten way more sensitive since then. It has taken me a lot um, to gain a better taste of Indian food and now that I have it is fantastic I can handle the heat to an extent I can't do the really hot stuff but um, I would definitely recommend if you have any issues um, with like arthritis or other joint pain or depression I would I would highly recommend um, maybe trying out Indian food if you've never had it before um, adding a little turmeric or curcumin to um, some dishes or uh, even taking it as a pill um, just daily it it can work some 
miracles. Like It really can. It helps with a lot of pain that I go through daily. So then moving on to number three is making time for friends. Um, it said that um, there, you have a 70% lower rate of cognitive decline over 12 years um, by making new friends or um, having some dinner parties. Um, those are some examples of what you could do. Uh, that one, it wasn't as long as an, as a, you know, as a other ones that I have or will go through. But, uh, I definitely would agree with that, you know, um, like how that first point mentioned, um, or no, sorry, it wasn't the first point. It was one of the other points. Um, that's coming up later. It's, you know, keeping your mind busy. You need to keep your mind going. And being able to talk and interact with other people, uh, it allows your mind to continuously think of different things or, you know, if you need to remember something or retain new information. It just, it's one of those ways to just keep your mind going instead of letting it rest and settle down. And, you know, like I said, as a muscle, you don't want it to get lazy. It's one of the most important muscles that you have, and you definitely want to keep it strong. All right, and I guess as I was getting ready to do, um, the next point is actually they exercise their brains. Um, older adults frequently stimulating and leisure activities, um, if they get into things like that, they are less likely to develop dementia. Um, that was kind of a cool thing to, to, to read because then the, the points that come underneath it, um, like the different things that they would do include things such as reading, playing board games, um, learning some musical instruments or doing some puzzles. Um, if you like just doing those several times a week, um, that can help encourage new, uh, brain cell growth. And the even the connections that are between them. So, um, li like I was <laughs> starting to get to on the last point is just constantly getting your brain to think and work itself, um, keeping it busy. You know, if you lay around too much or you sit around too much, your back starts to hurt, your knees, um, just it, it affects your body negatively. But if you notice yourself, you know, feeling better after walking around and stuff, it's because your body needs that movement and your brain is not exempt from that at all. And then to continue on further with that, um, carriers, uh, postponed the development by, um, about a decade, I believe. Um, one of the reasons that they suspect brain workouts are so powerful is through the study of taxi drivers in London. Now, I I didn't really think too much about it until I actually read into it, but uh, it said to pass their driving test, taxi drivers have to memorize the locations and names of 25,000 streets and 20,000 landmarks, along with over 320 possible routes. Um, they've done some major studies that show that taxi drivers have an enlarged part of their hippocampus, um, which is a brain region that helps process memory compared to non-taxi drivers and even bigger than bus drivers who only need to memorize only a possible view route. Um, because 
especially working with kids myself um, during the school year, you know, they uh, bus drivers go relatively the same route every day unless they have to avoid certain um, traffic. Like, and if there's any uh, minor accidents, major accidents, um, roads being repaved or whatever, um, for the most part, buses take the same route. But it is not too terribly likely that a taxi driver will continuously take the same route. Um, so underneath the uh, point four about exercising your brain, um, some of the ways that it says for you to try it out is um, read to learn. Um, I know a lot of people, they like to read interesting stories. Um, two days ago was Harry Potter's birthday, um, which actually was given to him because that is actually the author, uh, J.K. Rowling's birthday. So I grew up reading Harry Potter. I read the first one. I was made fun of profusely for it, um, because it was just so childish, made up of, you know, magic and wizards and whatever. But it interested me so much, and I loved it so much, that I continued reading it. And every time there was a new book, my dad would either take me out or he would come home and surprise me with a brand new copy of the book. So I grew up reading books because they had interesting stories. Yes, I learned things, but I wasn't necessarily reading to learn. I was reading for entertainment purposes. Um, so in this case, it was saying to read to learn. So, one thing that I would highly recommend is looking into um, recommendations through, if you have something such as um, Kindle or Nook, uh, like, even if you don't like to read, um, perhaps you could check out Audible. Like, even, um, I don't know if it would work the same, because I haven't looked into it, but uh, I know some people, they don't necessarily like to read or they've kind of lost interest in reading, and they they uh, use audiobooks to help them with that anyways, because you always want to keep your brain learning. It is one of the best and healthiest things you can do for yourself, is to continue learning. So, I don't know if um, audiobooks give you the same as um, reading an actual book yourself, but it can never hurt. Um, I actually downloaded it was a free physics textbook I started reading it I don't know why um honestly yes it was because it was free um but I had never really had an interest in physics but I thought it's free I can check it out and you know what I started reading it and it was pretty darn cool um I it has been a while since I've read it but um, I would definitely look into, like, if there's a subject that you're interested in, like me personally, I love psychology. I have kept all of my past um, psychology and sociology textbooks from my first round in high school, uh, college, sorry. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely need to read to learn, not just for, not just for entertainment. Um, and then the last point that I had under that was um, learning how to draw, paint, or sculpt. Um, they said that seniors uh, were 75% less likely to develop mild cognitive impairment over a period of four years just by, you know, learning to do something new. It, um, I did used to draw and paint, 
I don't think I ever really did sculpting, but um, I have definitely heard a lot of good things about um, trying to pick up art or musical instruments, which of course was brought up early in this article. So I don't know how accessible these articles are because I have never visited their website, but if at all possible, um, if you would like to read this, again, it was from Reader's Digest, November 2015. Yes, I know it was from a while ago. Um, but the title of the article is Protect Your Brain from Alzheimer's. Definitely a good read. Definitely a lot of good points. Even if you don't fear or even know that Alzheimer's runs in your family, um, these are definitely a lot of things that you can incorporate into your life. Healthier eating habits picking up new hobbies, um, you know, just communicating with friends every once in a while, just making sure that you keep those connections well and alive in your life um, can actually keep your health well. <laughs> so, again, as always, thanks for listening and have a good one.